John? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm getting ready for the show. Are you lifting weights? Well, yeah. We're doing strong ales, aren't we? Are those attached to your liver? I hadn't thought about that. Ooh, yeah! Let's get after it! Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is John. And my name is Mark. And today we are going for strong ales. We're going to be looking at the tough ones, the big ones, the hearty ones, the really rough and ready. Well, they might be kind of smooth. And sweet. And sweet. So today, Mark, what are we drinking? Today we have North Coast Brewing's Old Stock Ale 2021. Every year they release a new version of this. Um, I've had it in the past. I thought in the past it was delicious, but I have not had this beer for many, many years. I believe the last time I had it was 2014 or 15. We should probably mention that this thing is, uh, so this is the first year that I've had it. I, have, I haven't had the previous ones, although I've looked on their uh, website. They've got some, they got some that really look nice. I mean, some like cellar series that they do with these old stock ales. It's really pretty cool. Um, this particular one I happen to know, um, I haven't read the bottle, but I know it's a, it's a 10.2. ABV, so it's in that strong ale category, even though it is technically an old ale, I guess. But it's old and strong. It's the Chuck Norris of ales. Good man. Yeah, or it's also like really good cheese. It'll be old and strong. So let's go around the label here, if we can, John. This is uh, North Coast Brewing's Old Stock Ale 2021 on the front. Very classy looking, kind of. Uh, it's like a picture frame with uh, like a gold frame and then kind of like a matted uh, off-white picture underneath it. You'll know it when you see it, basically. So this is uh, Old Stock Ale 2021, brewed in Fort Bragg, California. I go to the left, and it is alcohol by volume 11.2%. Right. That's big beer. It says 10-2 on the website. It says 11-2 on the bottle. Yeah. So maybe we got we lucked into an extra percent here. Um, <laughs> but as as I go I like around, it. I like it when you get just a, you get just a little extra for the money. I like that. I'm in for that. Oh yeah, man! I'll never turn down a full percentage point of ABV. So like, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so going around the label here to the right, uh, it says recommended serving temp of 60 degrees Fahrenheit, and it has a regular like 14 ounce bar glass with an X through it. So do not, <laughs> under any circumstances, put this in a regular bar glass. Uh, apparently, it's like feeding a gremlin after midnight or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is brewed and bottled by North Coast Brewing Company, Fort Bragg, California. And then it's got uh, the normal UPC and all that stuff. And that is really it on the label. Should we get get right into cracking this thing open here? Oh, I think we should. I'm gonna Kill grab it. my mat. I'm gonna grab my magic trout bottle opener. Oh yes, the magic, the, the magic fish, the magic fish. All right, Our, so, I'll give you a countdown. Are you, you ready? A countdown. Yep. Two, one. Oh, ah, there we go. All right. Yeah, go for the pour now. See if we can get that on mic again. I'm not going to be terribly hard with this one. I think I'm going to I'm going to roll this with one of those nice soft pours. 
See if I can get all of it in there at one time. That has got a nice, nice head on it. Yeah, had a solid finger and a half to start with. Very oh. nice dispersion of uh, bubbles here, too, of different sizes. Definitely, definitely. So the color on that is a beautiful, beautiful red color. Look at mahogany. That head has just a little bit of tan to it, so the two together, that's a pretty... That's a pretty beer right there. Yeah, very inviting caramel tones. All right. Shall we drop a nose in it? Yeah, we can certainly do that. Try not to get it wet. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. There is definitely like a... This is the only thing I can think of right now. Mid-tone caramel. Like, what would you call like a medium caramel kind of a sweetness smell in here mm -hmm. yeah the <clears throat> and there's like there's like a weird I, I call it weird but i think this is actually going to be really good and this is what may set this thing off is there's a little bit of like a wine smell on top of that i i can't like i'm terrible with words you know this <laughs> but there's there's a little bit of something else in here that isn't just like barley and hops yep yeah, there's there the first thing that hits is that is that uh, caramel that that nice yeah. medium caramel like you said, but that that sweetness is popping right through there, and together they come out almost as a almost as a dark butterscotch on the nose, and then I think I can really get that little bit almost like a burgundy wine kind of thing yeah. hang, hanging in the back, and that might just be a trick of the eye because that's kind of the you know you get that dark color. Which isn't red. It really is a brown. Right. But those together, yeah, I definitely get I definitely get a wine out of that. I don't think this has been finished in like a wine barrel or anything, has it? No, no, I don't think there was anything okay. about that that I saw, so it it certainly smells inviting. You should we uh, stick the old uh, thermometer in there and see yeah, where, I got, where we're at? Got a new thermometer. Oh yeah, John, you got you did. Your old one broke yeah. right on the last episode. It was terrible. It was it was a horrible incident. I didn't know how cold my cereal was. I didn't know what temperature to have it at. So. Right. Yeah. Lucky right. Charms really have to dial that in about forty-two and a half degrees, or it's just it's a wash. Exactly. Like nobody wants Although, to start their day with the wrong temperature. Lucky Charm. I know. Otherwise, you're just drinking. You're just eating grape nuts with marshmallows. So. All right. Yeah. Stick sticking her in here. Or touch cold. I'm I'm at fifty-six point eight. Yeah, I'm all the way down to like 51. Not to be that guy, but like I normally start beers <laughs> touch cool and let them warm. Yeah, I I do I do too. And you know what? You're you're what guy? You're you're the guy that likes beer so much or you're so into it that you're gonna do a stepped tasting and actually record it on a podcast. <laughs> I'll eat that. This, That's fine. This the sooner the two of us own up to that, the. Easier yeah. we're gonna be later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that, Look, we're that guy. I love looking to see what the preferred temp is, and then just like nuking that all together, and eventually <laughs> it'll get there. You know. I want. I want to know what crimes and misdemeanors I am breaking before I go ahead and break them intentionally. Right. That's what. Right. That's what you're saying. It's okay. Like, oh, how and much trouble could I get in? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, man. Uh, let's take a quick break for the uh, while I take a picture for the gram, and we'll get back to seeing how this thing actually tastes. Groovy. All right, Instagram picks done. Hey, if you Ooh. want to check those out, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Driftless Drinks. Um, we'll make sure that we we post these about a week or so ahead of time. So if you didn't get it beforehand, you can certainly catch the next episode and uh, catch previous episodes, find out what we were drinking before you listen to those. And we really love it when you drink with us. And say hi. Say hi on Instagram, Facebook, wherever we are. It's all at Driftless Drinks. Yeah. Talk to us. And Talk to so- us. Sometimes we just post uh, random uh, date things. You know what I mean? Like uh, mm-hmm. when I'm watching a football game or a basketball game, sometimes I'll post what I'm drinking to see what everybody else is doing out there too. So you get some really fun uh, random interactions on Instagram plus what we're doing here on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. I say we give this bad boy a taste. All right. Down the old hatch Here we go. All right. My Hatcharuski's happy. Hmm. Wow. That's really good. There's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's the podcast. Thanks, folks. (laughs) We'll see you next time on. Have a great night, everybody. (laughs) Next time on the This Is Good Beer (laughs) podcast. (laughs) That's really good. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. So there's like this. There's a huge ball of caramely sweetness in the middle of this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's on the top and the bottom of it right now, but there it's very prevalent. There's a big backbone, and it's and it's not just as simple as caramel either, right? Like there's a touch of hop in there. It's it's more layered than that. It's now it's getting down to the let's decipher what is all what's going on. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a booziness to it mm-hmm. that. So I'm remind that same kind of booziness that if you've if you've ever had a good ruby port and you get ah. that there's a there's a hint of booze that comes with that that has that tannin kind of flavor not that not the tacky kind of dry flavor that comes with that sometimes right. but but that that really kind of rich uh, boozy note that comes through it that's all over in this it's coming right with that that carameliness and I think that. That 11.2 is prevalent. Like, you picked this up and had this without knowing what was in the bottle, without having read the bottle. You'd immediately know, yeah, this is this is a high-stakes beer here. You're not something you want to pound very many of. But the sweetness is really nice. Yeah, it's really well-balanced on the sweet end without... Sometimes it'll go overboard. This is not that. It's cut very well and layered accordingly. Uh, there is a big, bold red wine kind of a feel to this. Mm-hmm. And part of it is the booze carrying it. And part of it is um, there are detectable little notes of, we should really see if these are barrel aged or what's going on. But like, it, there is a wine quality about this that... Uh, I don't think we should understate. It's definitely prevalent. The carbonation in here is is just carrying everything through. It's making it all bright, and the sweetness in here is all caramel. Yeah. So, and I think that also should be. Oh wow, 
it's starting to change a little bit already. Uh, mm-hmm. the, this this is going to be a great beer to age too. Um, the thing is, is that it cleans up at the end too, without being like it doesn't linger with with that kind of tanniny wine presence. It doesn't linger with too much caramely sweetness. It doesn't. It really kind of cleans up very nicely without leaving any lingering, you know, after effects or, you know, odd flavors right. on your palate. Really good. Right. Yeah. It's a really tasty, tasty beer. Uh, I'm super happy with it. So I think what we should do is we should let this get a little warm, get this up to the 60 uh, degree mark, and uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll let this thing sit for a bit and we'll talk a little bit about strong ales in general because this isn't anywhere close to being the only type of strong ale out there. So we'll, I did a little bit of research. Went across the globe, as it were. Looking for all kinds of things. And uh, when we come back, I'll tell you what I found. Welcome back, and uh, John, you said you did some uh, research here over the last mm-hmm. few weeks before we got into the North Coast Brewing Old Stock Ale 2021, and I'd like yeah. to kind of hear what you found about uh, old ales and strong ales in general. Okay, yeah, so here's the here's the deal. Before I started doing this this research, and this is not extensive stuff, by the way, don't don't get me wrong. Right. I didn't, I don't know that much about, I didn't know that much about strong ales, and what Um, I found out first and foremost is that there isn't really a history of strong ale by itself because it isn't a type of beer. Like when we talked about brown ales, brown ales are a thing. If we talk about stouts, they're a thing. If we talk about IPAs, they're a thing. Strong ales is more of a descriptor. So it's a little like saying, um, you know, dark beers, you know what I mean? Where dark dark doesn't tell you anything because it could be a porter, could be a stout, could be a, you know, there, there are... Black IPA. Dark, it could be a black IPA, a, a dark saison, which is something I've been looking into recently. So it could be a lot of a lot of different things. Well, the same thing is with strong ales. But the definition of a strong ale depends on the country. So in in uh, Britain, there are a number of different kinds. It's it's could be anything from a pale to a barley wine. It is usually bottle conditioned and unfiltered. So they're a little more specific in England. When they say strong ale, they mean something very definite. It's gonna have lots of fruity, malty uh, esters in it. It's gonna be somewhere between five and 11% ABV, right? So it's a very specific thing. When you get to America, it's kind of a catch-all term for anything with something that has an ABV between seven and 20%. So there's this huge, huge swath. So there are a lot of different American uh, strong ales. There are a bunch of varieties that are defined by the by the uh, Brewers Association. So, like um, in Britain, it's pretty much just strong ale. There's a couple of divisions of that, but they'll just call it a strong ale. American, uh, they they come up with American style strong ale. They come up with juicier, hazy strong pale ales. Mm. Um, the French have two different Belgian. So it's a Belgian French kind of thing. I don't know why the Brewers Association puts Belgium and France together, but they often do. Uh, <laughs> 
that would not be appealing to those folks. That'd I don't be think. like lumping American and Canada beers together. You yeah, know I mean? you know, just don't what, make sense. We love the neighbors. Bring the poutine. We'll bring the beer. Take off, eh? There's a Belgian strong blonde. There's a Belgian strong dark. So there's some specific specific ones there. And then they also the Brewers Association talks about other strong ales or lagers. But again, it's just a catch-all. So even when they're doing a doing a competition, they will have those different styles in there, and then they'll have one just called other strong ale or lager, and then it's just anything that's big and heavy and they throw it in. So I can give you a couple examples. So most of the Christmas beers are gonna be in the strong ale category. So there's one from Great Lakes, there's one from Anchor Brewing. In Belgian, uh, Belgium, all right, the, the Belgian beers. I was curious uh, to hear you speak this in Belgian. In Bel, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> almost went French, not gonna try it. It's a bad <laughs> Cajun version of French. I'm gonna stop right there. Almost any Belgian ale you look for is gonna be technically as strong. The quads and duples technically are strong. The So there's a West Small Trappist duple. Um, there's the left, the Lefe Blonde, which I'm absolutely slaying that name. Uh, and then uh, Guldendrak, their flagship, which is just a classic dark red, that, that's a triple. That one is also a strong ale. Um, in the US, easiest ones to find are, the easiest one I think to find is Arrogant Bastard Ale. Oh yeah, that one. That's a strong ale. That's actually really good on tap. I, I that's kind of a nice one when nothing else is sitting around. Lagunitas out of Petaluma. They have one that they just re-released called Unrefined Sugar. Oh yeah, that yeah. one's just that's a strong ale. Um, there's the uh, beloved uh, Firestone Walker Anniversary oh, Ale 24. Uh, if you can find that, um, that's just out now. Just buy that. Th just buy it. Yeah. It, if you see Firestone one, Walker yeah. Anniversary Ale, just load the yeah. card up. It, basically, if it says Firestone Walker on it and it comes in cardboard box, buy that. Yes. Where you can't see the bottle, it's all encased. Right. And then there is there is one more that I'm going to mention real quick. And I'm only going to mention it. And then we're going probably not to mention it anymore. There is Sam Adams Utopias. Mm. Is a strong, that's a strong ale too. That's in a category all its own, but technically, according to the American definition, it's a strong ale. Gotcha. So there's a lot out there to have. So you can, in the price point, I just, there were hundreds of dollars of price point there. Right, yeah. Where I started and where I ended. And so speaking of price point and going back mm -hmm. to the North Coast uh, ale that we're drinking here, the Old Stock Ale. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the cool thing about this beer, super accessible, very affordable. Like, and yeah, this yeah. is one of the kind of the hallmarks that I've seen from North Coast. And it's really nice to see that, uh, that they have this old stock ale, which I'll, I'm going to age some of this and just see where that ends up in another year or two. But kind of pulling us back in here a little bit, what I'd like to do is take a secondary thermometer reading here. Let's see where we're at after letting right. this thing kind of sit and getting a brief history. Thank you, John. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, there we go. I am... Oh, it's going down. It's going down. Oh, I should probably stir it a little bit. Yeah, I'm s <clears throat> I am sitting very close to the recommended uh, reading temp of 60 degrees. I'm at about 58 and a half. Yeah, I'm at 60.9, actually, so I'm a degree over. You know, the part of the temperature difference, too, is that now there's less in there, and because of the mass is gone, it yeah. gets warmer fast. It so. warms up quicker. Yep. Yep. Um, 
So yeah, I'm gonna stuff another nose back into this thing. Get a little retronasal olfaction. Retronasal olfaction. I always want to call it a retronasal old fashioned. <laughs> that's another show. We should do that. We're gonna. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna come up with a new cocktail called the retronasal old fashioned, mm. and we'll put that up on the website. Yeah. All right. I'm in. I'll, I'm I'm in for development there. Oh, the, see the the that wine is kind of coming out a little bit more. The sweetness is padded down for me. Yeah, and the booze is starting to hit a little more. <laughs> that it is. I mean, we're into the fatter part of the glass on the tulip, too. So when you get your face down in here, uh, I, I think that's part of the experience, yeah. right? But you're absolutely right. You nailed it with the, the more of the, the kind of wine on the nose. The sweetness is still very prevalent, but it's taking a little bit more of a backseat, and the booze is really coming off on top. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going in. Yeah. Ooh, that's smoothed out. Yeah, it's... Oh, man. This is... Ooh. This is very good. There's a little bit of like a plum raisiny thing going on in the middle of this thing, too, that I had... Yeah. I think I had detected earlier as well, but just like... You know me, John. Sometimes I have a hard time putting words in for things that I am experiencing. Finally Uh coming around to it here. There is a little bit of that dark fruit thing going on with this. There is a little bit of uh, noticeable hop presence on the top end, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, this whole thing is really, as you had stated, really starting to smooth out and come into its own. And that's why I think this one, being such a big beer, is going to be awesome to age. Yeah, when you say dark fruit, what I'm, I'm getting that, too. But what I'm getting is um, a slightly brighter note. So I'm thinking it really reminds me of Golden Raisins. Oh, where, yeah. Where, boom. Where, nailed it. Where you don't have that dark kind of bitter thing, but it's that smooth kind of, oh, wow, that's pretty. It's, yeah. Wow. And then that hop, that hop note. So I'm getting better at my hops. <clears throat> I'm not great with my hops, but I'm getting better. And I could almost have picked out that they were using Fugles in this or something close to it. I'm, I might have, I might have gone a different, different way with it, but. Because uh, according to the website, they are using Fugles, and they're using um, East Kent Golding um, Goldings, which I don't actually—I'm not able to pick that out in anything, so I, I haven't learned it well enough for that. But one of the reasons that this thing is working so well is their main grain is Maris Otter, which has that has that neutrality to it that just brings the malt flavor without really going sideways on it. So after that, it's a lot about how they're treating it. I couldn't find anything about them aging this in barrels at all. Fascinating. Um, okay. That doesn't that doesn't mean that they don't. They're just not telling me that they are. Wow. Yeah, I think you're right. After a year of this, of sitting around, this is going to be pretty dynamic. So we went from a beer that, you know, at the beginning of the show, I could have sat, drank this, done something else while I was doing it, have like half a brain on this been beautiful with it just absolutely enjoyed it now that it's been sitting and now that it got to the drinking temperature that they recommend this is sitting around and relaxing this is almost like a big huge glass of bourbon that you know will still allow you to find your own bed at the end of the night (laughs) yeah i think you actually stated that perfectly um this is a good beer when you're almost finished with a project 
to open, <clears throat> sit in a glass, take a couple of sips, put the last few nails into your project, go in, clean up, and then grab this and sit down in front of, uh, you know, TV, iPod, uh, record player, you know what I mean, whatever, and just uh, enjoy while you are uh, maybe watching a little mindless television or listening to a great album. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I totally understand where you were coming from on that because that's exactly how I would think of it. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, and at 11.2, one will do you. That, that's an <laughs> evening. That's, yeah. You're going to be fine with it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get final thoughts. Final. Quick final quick final thoughts on the uh, North Coast Old Gonna Stock Ale. Final thoughts on You had to go this there. beer that we're currently drinking. <laughs> Me and John here from North Coast Brewing. Yeah. John, do you have any final thoughts on North Coast Brewing's Old Stock Ale 2021? Beautifully substantial with just this elegance. Definitely like having a first sip on it and then letting it sit. I recommend it um, highly for that. And definitely going to keep one back for about a year to uh, see how that kind of, see how it kind of develops as it goes forward. I think some more tastes are going to come out of it. Yeah, I would agree a little bit of seasoning would help this along. But to be perfectly honest, this is way drinkable, fresh as is. Um, To quote, Clark Griswold, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It is going to require a little bit of your attention at some point, especially as we had kind of diagnosed earlier. Like halfway through this thing is really when this, you know, you can really start paying attention to the flavors and the smells of this beer as it intensifies in the glass as it warms. I am so happy to have this be part of our strong ale experience. Absolutely. Driftless Drink Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel. Well, that's it for this episode of Driftless Drinks. My name is John. My name is Mark. Keep a cold one handy for us. Yes, please. Stop, we can't afford we can't afford it. If you keep going, we can't afford the oh, licensing. Sh- where did, is it seven seconds? What can we use? I don't remember. I'll change a note in it. I'll be like do 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 See there you go. That's Gotta add that to right it. Yeah. See it like oh, vanilla ice said. I no, I see like I want down and then up. Did you ever see his explanation of ripping off yes. that queen rip? It's, it's like, you are Dude. the ultimate knucklehead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you said razzmatazz, I was thinking of that uh, scene at Stripes at the end. <laughs> Razzle dazzle! Like, no, the only thing I've literally been thinking of ever since I said the word knucklehead was Charles Barkley calling the <laughs> <and> knucklehead. <laughs>
doesn't taste like the mountains in Colorado. Right. Do you remember that Coors commercial? Like that guy standing in the middle of the river fly fishing. He's talking about the the fresh mountain water. It's like get your fucking boots out of my beer. <laughs> Macho, macho man. I want to be a macho man.